on a bright Valentine's Day morning, Brian awoke from his slumber. Leaving his COVID bunker he found that his true Valentines, his podcast partners, were nowhere to be found. In desperate need of content, our hero was forced to venture out into the world. Ugh. So bright out. Where is everybody? Am I just by myself? Oof. It's the podcast I always dreamed of, but might be a little difficult to listen to. Maybe I should go find some people to talk to. Hello, fellow traveler. Care to talk about sports? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, um, Super Bowl just happened, right? Uh, yesterday. Uh, got any got any initial Super Bowl thoughts, Chewy? Well, I have never announced a fandom for uh, any NFL team, <laughs> and since I'm on the cusp of moving to LA, I think it was just uh, the conference championships. I announced my fandom for the Rams in like a huge in like a in like a 20 person group thread that everyone like talks trash to each other. It's like yeah. it's a mixture of like our fantasy league plus like people that just like football yeah. in San Antonio. And so that had to I had to really double down and play the heel. And so uh so yeah go Rams. I'm Rams day one, baby day one. I'll say true I got news for you. You're gonna be in good company in LA with people who are Rams fans of exactly February thirteenth, uh eight PM vintage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean uh, that's why all those stories, like even when they played the 49ers two weeks ago, how the stadium was trying to um Yeah, keep the San curb. Francisco fans. Yeah, they're trying to curb the the ticket sales to yeah, you, you know what? That's not just an LA problem. So in Seattle, uh, you know, with interleague play, which I'm still mad about, um, that's how old I am. But with interleague play in baseball, right? We get the Giants coming up here like once, I think, every three years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I haven't seen the last the last time they came, but for a while in the 2000 teens, at least. Every time the Giants played games here, it was basically a home game. So there was one time that I went down to go to go uh, watch the game, and we were drinking at my friend's house in the Central District, and so it's walkable to the baseball stadium. So yeah. we get a little too drunk. We walk. We're not moving as quickly as we should. Right? You know, maybe yeah. we're stopping periodically, <laughs> etc. Right? So we don't get there on time. It's like you know the game's already started. It's like the first inning, right? And we go in and we're, you know, underneath the bleachers, right underneath the stands, like trying to get to the, you know, the bleacher seats out in left yeah, field. Out the boonies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, out in the boonies that you can get yeah. like that back then you could get for like $10. Yeah. And um, I just hear the crowd going nuts. I mean, like the stadium is rocking. We're getting the like, do, do, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like doing yeah. cheers and shit. And I'm like. Oh fuck! You know, must be like bottom of the first, bottom of the second. Mariners are apparently playing well. Okay, whatever. And of course, we walk out of the tunnel to get the bleachers, and it's the Giants are at bat, right? You know, they've scored like two runs already. Stadium is losing. It's all black and orange. Like the whole stadium is black and orange. (laughs) And I was there with a bunch of people from San Francisco, and actually, you know. I, I am a childhood San Francisco Giants fan because ah. 
I went to an Astros game as a kid, and uh, you know, Will Clark hit a home run, uh, and yeah. I became a Giants fan because that's yeah, how you become yeah. a fan when you're four, you're five, you know. Like, uh, was, especially <laughs> where where we're at, besides the Spurs, that's all we got. So yeah, yeah. yeah San Antonio, fandom, we we're unaffiliated. We can choose. Yeah, fandom <laughs> down here, every other facet is really weird. Yeah, yeah. for reasons like that. Yeah, or someone's like, I went to Universal Studios once and I had a good time, so I'm an Orlando fan. Okay? Yeah, an Orlando, Orlando sports fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was just so funny, but yeah, I'm there with a bunch of people in the Bay Area. I am, you know, I have my Giants hat on, and I remember like <laughs> I sort of took it off, and I saw, I looked at the Mariners, the left fielder for the Mariners is like kind of looking up at the crowd, and I said, I just looked at him dead in the eyes, and I said. Go Mariners! Because <laughs> I knew he needed it at that yeah, time. Yeah. You know, I thought it was a little unfair to be in your home stadium and be outnumbered it, so egregiously. It is. It absolutely is. But so, yeah, uh, so San Francisco sports fandom apparently travels. Uh, it doesn't help that half the people in Seattle are from San Francisco at this point. But that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think LA is going to have that issue. But I feel like LA's. Besides the Lakers, I don't feel think like LA is really like. Yeah, all they care about is the Lakers. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, like everybody else, like Kings, like you guess if you're into hockey, I don't even. I don't know. Well, there's like the famous uh, God. I'm trying to think of it as the NL playoffs uh, or if it was maybe it's been the fucking World Series. No, because the Dodgers there. Anyways, in the 80s, oh Dodgers, it was, people like Dodgers. Yeah, it was in the uh, National League playoffs, right? This back when if you there was one playoff series, which if you won, you went to the World Series. And the Dodgers were down, but not like some insurmountable amount, right? And, you know, Kirk Gibson comes up, hits this very famous walk-off home run to win the game for the Dodgers. And the funniest part of this entire home run is as you watch the footage of the ball sailing over the fence in right field, you can see just over the top of the stadium to like the LA freeway or whatever. Yeah. And you can see the huge line of people leaving the stadium to try and like beat traffic. <laughs> try and get out of there. Yeah. Because even yeah. though it's a fucking playoff game for the chance to maybe go to the World Series, that's that's an LA fan. That's LA yeah. fans to a T. They're just like, ah, it's like the seventh inning. I don't know if it's going our way. Better get out. <laughs> oh, I mean, in, well, Dodger Stadium is kind of in, I mean, it's right there by sunset. I mean, it's, kind of in this it's one of the few stadiums it seems like that's still like in the city proper mm-hmm. so it's even so it's even it is even worse to get out you're yeah i, 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 can't, I guess i can't blame you, you are an la sports fan <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you fair. have converted <laughs> it, it's just the, the grumpy old man in me that yeah or <laughs> i'm like yeah or i'm like we should go regardless of what the score is seventh inning we're out <laughs> well in the second round of the playoffs the nfl playoffs this year there was a funny moment that was similar where the cowboys were losing but it was still like in hand they were down like one score yeah. and there was like four minutes left in the fourth quarter and the camera is just showing all these cowboys fans who are just like tears rolling down yeah, their face because yeah, yeah. they've I just given it. up they're like yeah they're like yeah, they we've know. lost this game which and i was laughing because i was like you know four minutes left like you and, it, and the Cowboys have a decent offense, so it's like you could yeah, win this yeah. game still. Like this is not just completely out of hand or anything. And then I was like, but also it is the Cowboys, so no, it's you're not going to win the game. Yeah. You're not going to win the like the fans are right. Like no. you, you've lost. Yeah, this is a rerun of a show they've seen countless <laughs> times. Yeah, it's yeah they yeah. know it. 
no tears from me. I, I laughed the whole time. I was like, screen cap, screen cap, screen cap. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I hate Cowboys. Well, so. I feel we've thoroughly covered the Super Bowl and what happened. So let's talk about some yeah. of the other events. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I mean, let's talk about the execution of the game itself, Chewie. First off, uh, it begins. For, did you watch the Super Bowl, by the way? I, sure I guess did. I should ask that. You're not one of those uh, cool kids who proudly posted, uh, actually, I'm not watching football today. Uh, please, please clap for me. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm also like, who gives a fuck? Like, okay. Yeah, and... Like, that's, uh, you know, person at the party who wants to tell you they don't own a TV vibes. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, sounds like your life sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think I've, I've missed the last two, but for like real reasons. I might, maybe not. Maybe even LA sports year? fan. That was the real reason. Oh, that's why. Yeah, you know. <laughs> had to be traffic. Yeah, had to be. No, no. Uh, I can't even. Did I watch the Bucks? Oh no! You know what? No, I saw it last year too. I think it was it was the Forty Niners. The last time the Forty Niners went, was it? Oh, that'd be the Forty Niners Ravens. No, 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 that not Harbaugh, not the Harbaugh. Oh, oh, the shit. Other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, oh, they and Shanahan blew it. Yeah, when Shanahan blew it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Who would they play against? Yeah, God. Oh my God. See, that's I think that was oh. like in 2019. Also, well, probably like I'm a 49ers fan, so I think I've like tried to push that out of my brain mm, yeah, because yeah. they uh, let's just say some some ill-advised play calling in the second half of that game, which is Kyle Shanahan's fucking trademark, that's his, that's followed by the absolute thing. I in the NFC Championship this year, I was like, I was so sad I didn't put money on this. Jimmy Garoppolo throwing an interception the on the last drive to yeah. lose the game i was like yeah the reason why you can't bet on that is because it's it's a 100 percent possibility like there's no the odds are negative yeah, if you bet a hundred dollars yeah you yeah. bet a hundred dollars yeah. on garoppolo fucking the game up in the fourth quarter by throwing an interception you get fifty dollars back like, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the casinos would go broke and then they put that line out yeah 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 sure. you're you're just there to put money in the pot like that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> no well, he's a he's a game manager he's an alex smith he's alex smith 2.0 the only he's fine be- if you're ahead He's fine if you're ahead. Well, and the only difference That's is it. that Alex Smith didn't throw interceptions, whereas Garoppolo seems to be like contractually obligated to throw picks in the fourth quarter, and they're always insane Ill-advised, choices. Yeah, yeah ill-advised yeah, passes, yeah. insane choices. Yeah. Uh, and Alex Smith at least can hit a deep route, which Garoppolo's never hit in his fucking life. But yeah, um, yeah. Me, I just think just Alex Smith glad was afraid to see him of go. That. Yeah, glad to see Garoppolo go. Uh, Fuck you off. think he's gone? Oh yeah, yeah, he's gone. This yeah. much much like um your Seattle sports this just turned into a forty a San Francisco sports <laughs> uh, episode. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so let's talk about execution here. Um first off, uh NBC mix up <laughs> yeah. two singers, two black female singers. Yes. Mickey Guyton and Janae Ioko, who yeah. uh, I will say, uh, in all disclosure, I have no idea who these people are. Um, I know they, the, they the weren't Latin. celebrities uh, pre-2000, so I have no idea. Right. Uh, I, I'm familiar with the latter. But um, you know what's funny is that that little mix-up, that confused uh, my girlfriend. Because she was like, that's not... Because for a second, too, I was like, oh... She looks different, but you know, was the last like I just I just I, I hear her music. There, I don't there was a voice it. in your head that was saying, "Watch yourself, Chewy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, mm. 
But yeah, I mean, hilarious. You're shooting this in LA, right? You have presumably like all the camera crews and stuff are perfect. Like if you were ever going to have professional like crew members, this is when you have them, right? They're standing on marks like the person. So I guess to explain for those who didn't watch it, uh, Janae Ioko, which I hope I'm saying correctly. I think so. Or something like that. Yeah. Is a pop singer. Correct. 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 Saying God bless America, which I mean, we'll get to this bullshit. And is standing in one part of the field. Yes. Mickey Guyton, who apparently is a country singer, you know, is standing in a completely different part of the field to sing the Star Spangled Banner. Yet the camera somehow fucked it up, put the camera on the wrong person. And then they, of course, then had the the little Chiron pop up with the wrong name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is, again, just embarrassing because uh, they were obviously trying to, uh, uh, I don't know, Try and show the NFL isn't totally racist, and then of course blow it. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> one second. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, even. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend was like mystified by that, but I was like, eh, bad editing. I don't know. Like it's NBC's yeah, I... the poverty of uh, the poverty <laughs> station. Out of all those, I feel like NBC in general is the lesser of those networks. Yeah, I think the director probably. I mean, the Chiron thing. It's not like people are like you know um ad-libbing the chirons up there or something like that like that that's just something that they're ready to post right when the shot comes up which yeah. means that the director just went to the wrong shot yeah, like, ra- uh, yeah. Which, I'm, which, I'm gonna say it. i'm gonna say it racist You're yeah i <laughs> the director is just like heat like sweat just yeah. pouring down their face looking at the two screens and be like uh uh yeah. uh <laughs> that yeah. one <laughs> it's yeah. 50 but yeah, yeah i mean just like incredible uh nbc just pulling their pants down and spanking themselves right in the beginning well, of the show. I mean, e- incredible. Even, f- even for the Super Bowl, I tried to time um, my getting up to prepare my snack plate. Yeah. I tried to time it so by the time I sat down, I would at least be mostly through the national anthem. Oh, yeah. And I, I swear they played it like three. It felt like it was they played it three times because they had that. I forgot what other patriotic song they had. That like no, the choir yeah. performed outside the stadium with yes. the footage. So and so, then the fucking America the Beautiful. Oh yeah, it was. So God. the God Bless America shit they didn't used to do. That's like from like no. four years ago, right? Yeah. And then they've now added. I didn't even hear what song it was, but we've now added a third fucking bullshit yes. song. Yes. That apparently yeah. we're all just gonna have to listen to. Uh, incredible. Yeah. This this is this is the real inflation, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah, no, bullshit it's patriotism at sporting events. Yes, it's it's insane. Like I seriously thought I was I was uh, mystified that yeah. I thought I really timed it. I thought I had the Super Bowl figured out, and um, they added more. Yeah, it's like a whole concert in and of itself. Um, with the shittiest it, songs though possible. Yeah, in related news, uh, congratulations to the U.S. military for not crashing that F-22 into the stadium. Oh, I know hey, they have like hey, a hey. 50-50 crash rate every time <laughs> they get one of those planes up in the air. So, yeah. congrats, you know, yeah. on the successful flyover. This <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. gets us to another point, which is that sports books have now like opened up in every state, I think, <laughs> in the country. Yeah. Um, and so like uh, gambling getting cooler every day 
And you can gamble on the over under for the national anthem, uh, the length yeah. of it, right? Yeah. And this year, the the number, the over under was a minute thirty five. No, it was a minute thirty five. No. Oh, is, yes, it was. Oh, I bet one hundred and two seconds. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Ninety. Oh, that's longer. Never no, mind. Uh, that'd be ninety five. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Someone so, bet. Someone was offering that one hundred two second because uh, I have a friend that actually bet on that. <laughs> well, the one hundred and two makes more sense because I was taking a look. So. Of course, the analytics guys were all over this, so you could find lists of, like, national anthem lengths going back, like, 30 years. Yeah. And the last time it was under a minute 35 was Kelly Clarkson in 2012. All right, so I feel pretty comfortable with the over on, on 95 seconds. 95, yeah. 102 seems like a little where the line should have been, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, I think it still would have, yeah, it definitely crossed because it was a minute 51. Yeah, it did cross. But I did think yeah. it was funny that, you know, again, the analytics guys were like, okay, like it normally runs l- long, but country singers have historically had the shortest national anthems. Oh. And they even dug up some of Mickey Guyton's national anthem times from previous performances yeah. and found that they were they were coming in pretty short. Uh, so they were pushing, the, anal- the smart analytics choice was taking the under, and uh yeah. you know just shows once again cannot trust pro football focus all right no, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do they recover from this fuck up that's yeah. the question you know what you're you're right i have been burnt by them <laughs> so <laughs> you're right finally taking the side of shannon sharp on something um yeah which brings us to uh some more football news from the game uh halftime show yay or nay chewy I'm going to say yay, but not enthusiastic. It's borderline. Uh, Borderline yay. I mean, look, (laughs) when I said I have no idea who Mickey Guyton or Janae Ioko is, I knew every person on stage at the halftime show. (laughs) I have deep feelings and memories (laughs) about everybody on stage at the halftime show. Uh, Happy to see that they're all still alive. Um, Dr. Drake calmed down on the steroids a little bit. He was he was looking very ballooned yeah, for a while. I, um, yeah. So good for him. Like, that, that's yeah, probably not good for you late in life. Uh, 50 Cent looked a little fat. He looked a little puffy. Yeah, he was getting a little puffy. His head got big, too, in that way that kind of steroids will do to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hate to break through the fourth wall here, but when you're 40-plus, 50-plus years old in most of these guys' cases... Uh, you don't get jacked like that minus nope. steroids. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And no. HGH, but yeah. yeah. I think 50 Cent was looking like... But also 50 Cent was upside down for God knows how long. Are you alleging that the blood was... His head was flushed <laughs> with blood? He was like, so, did you hear that story of the kid in Utah that got stuck upside down in a cave? He, no. got, like, tr- he got trapped in this tunnel. So he went for his, I think it was like for his wedding anniversary or something like that. This kid's like, it's Utah. So he's like 18 years old. So it's like right. a si- his sixth or seventh wedding yeah, anniversary. Yeah, he's been right? married for, yeah. <laughs> and he has tried, he went down some tunnel that he thought was like, oh, it's a tight squeeze, but you like pop out the other side. But yeah. it turns out that's not true. It just gets tighter and tighter. And then he just fell into the tunnel upside down. And oh they couldn't get him out. So when rescuers showed up, they couldn't like hook up pulleys or anything to get to him because the tunnel was so tight. So they had to do this whole like custom job. And... <laughs> the custom job. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be extra. <laughs> the custom job. <laughs> <laughs> and once they tied the ropes around his feet, apparently you can die from just being upside down. Yeah. Yeah. And so when they tied the ropes around his feet, 
he'd been upside down for so long that the shock of pulling on him was a going to break like they were going to break his legs taking him out but the yeah. shock of pulling on him was going to kill him and so the ultimate solution was they just sedated him and left him like they basically like we can't get you out and then when he died they fucking couldn't get his corpse out even like so they just collapsed the top oh oh i i think i saw a short youtube video on that they filled it with they just ended up filling it with concrete or something, right? Or yeah. like letting it like yeah. It's yeah, that's uh, really- this is like one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen. I give all the freaks out there the my personal guarantee I will never die in a cave accident. Like but that. see, that's <laughs> very white, avoidable. That's fucking white people shit, man. Like <laughs> let me crawl through this tiny co- like corridors and shit. Same thing like what I see videos of people that camp on this like sheer cliff and they have to be all bolted in and they're camping. Yep. That does not, I would not sleep. I would well, not be able to sleep and wink the whole night. There used to be this uh, like GeoCities site that I think eventually became one of those insufferable internet books uh, called mm-hmm. like, uh, was it stuff white people do? Mm-hmm. It was mainly like, just like boring, whatever shit, but like, uh, you know, like lowest level of comedy kind of stuff. But yeah. they did have one that always made me laugh, which was die on mountains. Yeah, that always did make me laugh. I was like, these are very avoidable things. Yeah, I'm sympathetic for like, like, uh, like a free. Like, I saw that documentary Free Solo about that guy, Alex. It was good. I can kind of get you want to test yourself and see if you can climb. It's just inherently dangerous, but you're doing it to like, you're a pro, or like, I just want to challenge myself. Yeah. Um, but these are people that have honed their skills. I'm guessing at on smaller mountains. Yeah, yeah. Size. They're, they're, they're professionals who presumably know what they're doing. Yeah. So I, I don't. I, I still think it's white people shit. But I'm like, eh, that's fine. I kind of understand that. I just don't understand. Let me crawl through this tiny corridor and come out the other side. My absolute nightmare. Yeah. Because of what happened, by the way, too. Like, I mean, how would that not happen? That's not the first. There's a few other caves that um people have gotten stuck in and they have to end up collapsing it or filling it up there's this one in like west virginia that these five women were exploring and uh when crawling through a tight tunnel it started to collapse and on their trying to find the way out of the cave they found these underground chuds who then i uh, knew you i was gonna make a joke halfway through and be like It'd be like, if you were describing the premise for the, the descent, I don't want to hear it. I already knew it. Uh, because I don't like a tight spaces, that is the most terrifying horror movie for me. Like, to this day, it's still, I find it very upsetting to watch. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like I said, white people, man. Yeah. That's not, um, anyway, back so, to sports. So I think we fully covered the halftime show. No, um, yeah. <laughs> so the halftime show, I think also... I, I enjoyed all the music because I like all I like all those. Yeah, you know, I mean, great. these are all the songs of my youth, right? And then, um, but they I thought they shot it really strange and set it really strange. Like the set had the no houses. back to it. Yeah, it was like they're weird. all open on one side, it. but there's like on the back side. I, I know that there was some detail in the house on the back side, but it's all like white on white, right? So it would have been impossible in the stadium to see anything. And like even on camera, like there's like nothing there. So it was always funny. Yeah. They would like swing the camera around, and it's like. You swing around as if you forgot there's nothing back there. Yeah, <laughs> like, there like isn't. This is just a forward-facing set. Yeah, it, uh, a it, weird that, choice. That was a little weird. That that, that was odd, but um, yeah, <laughs> well, it was like there was no coordination between like the act and like 
the people shooting it, which seems insane. Uh, I I thought it was filmed very strangely. Like it, I don't know, which I think is going to hurt its uh its rap as like a good performance, you know, because it was filmed oh, like shit. Man. I thought. And yes, the, the set pieces were a bit bad. Strange. I think it was it's supposed to represent maybe like. Well, I, how I, it I looks get, in co- like you know the, those yeah, old I get government the housing. It's all like, but well, yeah, yeah execution I get the premise. Is it's like, oh, we're we're back home performing yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? Like, I get the premise. I just think the execution was not went, yeah. particularly yeah. thought out. Which I mean, if they kept the cameras old in front the whole time, it would have all worked. I mean, it would sucked if you're in the stadium, but fuck those guys. It's all just corporate giveaways, anyways. Uh, yeah. It would have worked for TV, which is all that really matters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a little strange. That and. Um, the crowd uh, went hilariously nuts for Eminem. I thought he got the biggest uh, ovation of everybody, which is funny that Eminem has become like, I guess, in people's minds. Well, maybe, I mean, again, we're talking about people who could be at the Super Bowl, but it is funny that Eminem has become the standout rapper of like the late 90s for some reason. I, you know, it's <laughs> I uh, when I was watching the the conference championship uh, games, I was just telling my friends that uh I'm gonna say I don't like Eminem. Even in his, even yeah. when, because we were around in his like heyday, and of course, like I think even against my will, I could recite the lyrics to almost all of his big singles just because you couldn't escape it. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, played everywhere. Yeah, I just feel like his music has aged terribly. Well, he and, is like somebody who's like very skilled, like technically. Yes, he but is. has like he no is. vision or like artistry at all. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't have the creative part of it. And for me, that's the part that always like falls very flat. Where it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I get that he's like putting the beats in the right place or whatever as he does his like lines and stuff. I get, I just don't like any of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I just yeah. like don't find them compelling or interesting. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I agree, but, but yeah, um, it, partially because I mean he's uh, he's one of those rappers too that only has or artists generally who only has like one thing, which is that he hates his ex wife. <laughs> and so when I you're know. on album six of my bitch ex wife, it's like okay, like uh, move yeah. on to another topic. Now Flowrider does the same thing, but his is just strippers, and that somehow makes it back. It's somehow the, more acceptable. <laughs> these are universal concepts we can all get behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, no, we're only you know Kim Eminem. Like we don't. Right. Know yeah, like we that. don't know how she. Yeah, we're not married to her exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that shit in pop star. He's like, I just didn't. You know, I didn't vibe with the song. I mean, I have different things in my Jeep. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't get with it. Yeah. But, but yeah, did you see that? Uh, hilariously, apparently Eminem took a knee in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick during the show, which I saw a lot of chatter about. Um, you know, afterwards. But having watched the performance, I have no idea when or where this happened. <laughs> which is a very this, Super Bowl thing to have happen. Yeah, this is news to me. I you, yeah. I just I didn't know that. If if I did notice he took it, I would have thought it was in performance. In like like I, I would have just assumed those... in performance, but I don't even remember seeing it. Like I same. no same. I don't like recall. yeah, which um, is like total Super Bowl stupid shit. Um, and I guess like the final note on the halftime was apparently uh, this was also the big buzz about this. I think we covered the real thing, which is what 50 Cent looked like. But yeah. everybody decided to talk about something else, uh, which is that um, 
that Kendrick Lamar took out the Popo line from, you know, his song All Right, you know, still like the Popo yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kill Us the Street for sure or whatever. Um, that, but not the line. They just didn't say Popo. Like, they just had, like, scene deleted right there. Weird. Which is uh, weird because Dr. Dre did do the Still Not Loving still Police. He still said Not Loving Police. I yeah. was, like, Which I was waiting for that. I was, like, sitting on that one. I was like, I wonder if he's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um... That is odd, especially, yeah, Kendrick has been more vocal than Dr. Yeah. Dre has in the past few years about that stuff. But uh, Pepsi money, you know, it changes yeah. you. Yep, yeah. you got it. <laughs> like, like, no matter what, uh, it's still mainstream artist, you know? Yeah, I mean, this goes back to our uh, conversation yeah. we had on the Patreon last week, yeah. which is, uh, look, don't look to musicians for uh, help or yeah. tips, you know? Um. Oh, you know what? Also, I noticed, to my recollection, nothing off the chronic. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That's what, the well, whole time I was like, surely one. I'm not talking for the audience, the, the yeah. chronic 2000. It was basically almost all of chronic 2000. Yeah. Well, the uh, funny part about making Dr. Dre the headliner is like, has Dr. Dre recorded anything in 20 years? I feel like I'm not no, aware of it if he has. He's, he, but he's, he's like Danzig, where you just live off those first four albums. Like, you don't yeah. need to. Like, you just make your rest of your life based off of that. And you're fine. You still have, like, a rabid audience for that. Um, what, what, I haven't seen Snoop in, like... Oh, man, I saw Snoop live, like, around 2015. Yeah. And he just... Uh, he's got a lot of hits, but he kind of just medleys it. Sometimes yeah. he'll do a f- one or two, like, all the way through. But, it, it's, it's, but it's, it's more... It's a treat. Yeah, but it's which I'm I'm well I wish you would but like um when I saw him granted he didn't have like his full he wasn't like it was at a festival so it wasn't like yeah full uh, set his or full anything. full full set but headlining he still had at least an hour what hour and a half hour ten yeah yeah but he just it, it just kind of all medley it was tight those yeah uh, he had a good show but um that's what uh, I figured though I thought at least Dr Dre would cover something off the chronic yeah. one song off the chronic well it's know? funny if you listen to Snoop and you like follow his career or whatever. He is like the advertisement for that you can smoke too much weed. Like, yeah, like his shit gets yeah. like slower and like goofier over yeah. his career, and it's very funny. Yeah, um. he when I saw him, he even did the Snoop Lion stuff. He even did the. <laughs> I'm telling you, he he just did like he's he did his entire career like he was an a medley off every album. You yeah, know? yeah, like, it yeah. wasn't, but it it was done yeah. well. So I was like, cool. Yeah. Like he didn't he didn't gloss over anything. He he was like, okay, time to do the reggae stuff now. It, yeah, yeah hey, it was good. I'm, I'm it was for fun. it. Well, yeah. I mean, speaking of which, I mean, this this halftime show was directed uh, directly at us, clearly. But so were, like, all the ads. Did you notice, like, every reference, every cultural reference of the ads was, like, dialed in perfectly for people ages 37 to, like, 42? Um, like, Whoa, Big Lebowski yeah. references, Austin Powers references. Sopranos. Sopranos. Fucking JD and, uh, uh, what's his face at? Uh, not Turk, but the fucking guys from Scrubs were fucking on Oh, it, I missed that you know, one. Ads. I missed that commercial. Yeah. Uh, I like, was working on a... It's like busy season uh, for taxes. So um, I had my... I was like... Uh, I was watching the game, but during the commercial breaks, I was trying to like hack away at my workload. So I missed yeah. a few commercials. Like they were on, I just didn't look up. Oh, it's just funny. I feel like this is the first Super Bowl that uh, I feel like where I am the target demographic <laughs> for the, um, the, the, the thing I mean, it's aiming for. Um, which, yeah. tough luck for them. I don't got any money. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> they I miscalculated, think... I'm just yeah. trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they did a... That LeBron one was weird. 
the crypto one. Yeah. Well, all the that crypto ads. The Super Bowl is now fifty percent crypto ads, which I think it's yeah. a really good sign for a uh, pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme when it's desperately seeking new rubes to put their money in. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like that's a sign that things are going well, right? Yeah. <laughs> you should definitely I give know. them your money. They're not just going to take it. Yeah, I know. Surprise! They didn't throw an NFT ad like those apes or whatever. The, the <laughs> an crazy ad for agents. apes. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, they're uh, yeah. Uh, I guess maybe get... that that's too hip right now. So yeah, if we're the target audience, yeah, they wouldn't do NFTs. Well, it's just because mechanical freak. Uh, we've decided to spend our Patreon money otherwhere, uh, other places than Super Bowl ads, which is why you didn't get an NFT ad, but. I was wondering, yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was great. I was like, this is a sign of a society's going in the right direction. No, yeah, no, 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 no. That is interesting. I didn't think of that, though. I, that is, uh, yeah, though, though there were a few things like, I didn't know who that guy was in the Scarlett Johansson yeah. uh, Amazon commercial. I, I I had to look it up. I was like, "Oh, it's her husband, like IRL husband, not like yeah, 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 an, like a funny yeah. coupling, a uh, pairing of actors." No. Which means he's just like some guy, right? Is she married to a celebrity? He's an SNL she guy. Married to a celebrity. I, yeah, he, that like in that commercial where it's like Amazon can read your mind, which is, I thought was actually kind of funny. Uh, yeah. uh, just because I don't know if you recall, but there's a a scene where Scarlett Johansson's basically like doing like a one. She's like pretending to play both roles that for she's trying to explain yeah. what. She's gonna do in the movie to her husband and her doing like goofy pirate voice. It was very charming. I found it very charming. Yeah, yeah. I must have um, missed it because my my wife has an intense yet unexplained hatred of Scarlett Johansson, and so for my own health, I I just didn't see it when it came. Yeah, on. Just covered your uh, <laughs> yeah. covered your eyes like a little kid, like in the scary parts of a movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> smart. That's that is a smart husband right there. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, the Rams won. Who cares? Boring. Uh, it would have been cool if the Bengals won, but uh, fuck the Rams. It's lame. Uh, it was let, the, a bad let the Ohio game. teams win. Come on. Yeah, give them something. Yeah, they live in they, Ohio. They, they live in Ohio. It's bad enough they live in Ohio. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, I thought both teams, it was like a competition of who could shit the most in the bed. Like, they both oh, shit yeah, the yeah. bed. It was just like a it was a duke off at that point. It's like who can lay the biggest turd in the bed? It was strange. Yeah, so play calling suck. Weird play calling. Yeah. Weird play calling. Interesting officiating at the end. We'll say. Um, you know, I'm not a ref conspiracy theorist though. I think that what happens with NFL refs is uh, they have the same pressure. They're like, oh shit, it's the Super Bowl final two minutes. It's like this matters like goal line stand this matters and i think they just shit themselves like they they're yeah. they, they they fold in the same way that uh, jimmy garoppolo folds yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no they, they absolutely do because um they were kind of letting them play they were they weren't really calling it yeah they much. let them play the whole game and then, th- and then i think they threw like five last... pass interference calls like it, and it, it yeah. gives the and the problem is with the refs it's like you know guys sometimes you make your own problems it's like when you give off the impression that like hey it's gonna be first and goal until these guys score it's like well yeah, yeah you're gonna get yelled at the next day i don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah these are avoidable problems and then the players because you know if by the if by the second quarter we've already kind of set or seemingly yeah, tone, set yeah. this so then, what are the players supposed to do? Like, okay, cool. On both sides, be like, okay, there's gonna kind of it's gonna yeah. be a rough game. So that's just how it's gonna be. And then all of a sudden, the last yeah, the last two minutes, 
every little ticky tack little well, that, hit or uh. when that first defensive holding call was just bullshit it just wasn't there um uh, yes, should have been picked I, up that third and eight but the problem is that puts a ton of pressure on the Bengals defense then because now you've moved him half the distance to the goal yeah, and given him a new right set there. of downs yeah and then you call another one immediately afterwards and you with that pressure comes like actual holds and pass interference and stuff mm-hmm. and you know like i said i mean i i think it's where you know as a as a ref you'll always be yelled at less for just making no call than for making a call and so it's just like just don't make the call like make it make your life easy like unless it's uh, incredibly obvious just uh don't worry about it let it go uh i i figured i knew there would be one i figured there was that was a there was due because that was a uh the missed uh face mask yeah, yeah, yeah. on ramsey yeah so uh i figured there would be a consolation call at yeah. some point i knew that was coming i knew it it's like it's, i've seen the script oh. before i knew yeah, at least if, one if the refs in nfl though think that's gonna shut people up they are sorely mistaken uh oh, you yeah, know but, like i said yeah. I, I think the better thing is just if you didn't call that one just don't call anything like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Right. and then, then the storyline just becomes, oh, they just didn't call anything the whole game, which yeah, I think the refs people were blind. Are, yeah, yeah, people are more accepting of that than they are of yes. like shitty goals, you know, yeah. um, bad calls or whatever. But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, who cares? Uh, the real story, though, is L.A., the Seattleification of America continues apace. And, uh, you know, much the same way that in 2014, a million Seahawks fans were birthed overnight mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. this city, only to become insufferable, uh, you know, people in bars yeah. during games who uh, yell at the TV for just, you know, you're like, what, what are you even talking about? Like, you know, <laughs> like, you know uh, baby's first team kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, guess what, Chewy? You're moving into it. L.A., the Seattle Seattle vacation of L.A. is going to happen. A million Rams yeah. fans were birthed overnight. And yeah, it was Rams, me. Yeah, for cap reasons, the Rams are going to be terrible next year. And I cannot oh, wait for the complaining and whining. It's yeah, going to be amazing. They, they sold their soul. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, they got, they got what they wanted. Only. They got what they wanted. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Good for OBJ. That's, that yeah. was the real. I, I like OBJ. I know you all like are back on him. I was yeah. uh, I was like legitimately uh, like very sad when he hurt his knee in the game because it looked really bad too. And it's one of those yeah. injuries where he's like, he's not coming back. No, and I and I felt really bad because obviously the game plan was built around him. And he I was, was like, gonna, he's, he was tearing it up already. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, he he's was gonna win this. He's gonna get a Super Bowl ring with like 150 yards yeah. and two touchdowns. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I was very happy for him, and I was really mm-hmm. sad to see him. Uh, you know, his bo- OBJ's body. I mean, this happens with athletes, but his body has really betrayed him a lot <laughs> in his career. Yeah, and he's it's, gonna be, uh, uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Who was the old Rams running back? Oh my God, I just forgot. Oh, uh, Gurley. I thought Gurley. Gurley. Yeah, yeah he's he going to be another uh, Gurley. Yeah. Just like two years of supremacy and then Cliff just fall off a cliff. Yeah, killed by injuries and being on the Giants and the Browns. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. It's brutal. Oh, I, that's why I, I was glad he. Uh, and I'm glad at least he put up some big games on the playoffs, like in reach yeah, yeah. to the Super Bowl. So it kind of, at least he can, no one can even be like, Oh, he got carried in. Like, like he just kind of rode the coattails. He, he contributed. Yeah. And he was able to catch that touchdown and that's, that's, you know, yeah, good for him. Good. Good. You, did, you had a good first half. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We went well, off topic. Well, Chewy, this has certainly been sports. I feel like we covered 
every aspect of the game. Uh, nobody will have any questions about what happened during the Super Bowl, the X's and O's, anything like that. We, we've the covered most, it all. The most comprehensive sports coverage of the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, so maybe till uh, next time, let's cut to a crypto ad. Would you like a cranberry buzz ball? Uh, yeah, sure, I guess. The price is listening to my labor stories. Oof. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You have chosen labor. All right, Bren. So here we are back again, <laughs> back on the land boat. Which is uh, just a house. Our house. Which is just a boat for land. <laughs> as, as discussed plenty in the past. Um, people might remember, or not, I don't know what people remember, <laughs> that you work in childcare and have for a long time, I right? I do. I do. I am currently a nanny, a domestic worker. And you have, oh, hold on. Open your buzz ball. There we go. Got to get that on mic. People love it when you open cans on mic constantly. <laughs> uh, so. You were telling me that there's these nanny forums on Facebook where people can go on and em employers and nannies mm -hmm. together again uh, yes. can ask questions, uh, you know, as far as like, uh, you know, the burning questions of our day. And right. you brought some of those questions <laughs> with you. And I was yes. wondering, maybe you could share some. Yeah. So there are many different um, sort of nanny parent groups where parents can look for nannies to hire nannies can go to look for job postings nannies and families can post questions on you know what a standard fair practice might be um what laws are um or just you know a, to shoot in the dark and ask a question and see what answers they get well, it sounds like reasonable, wholesome content. Mm, I'm very not concerned much. at all about what we're going to hear. Think of it as the next door of the nanny world. <laughs> Nothing says wholesome like next door. Um, it's quite... Some of the things uh, that are posted and asked might pass over somebody's head. They might think that, oh, this is normal. And to others, it might be incredulous mm -hmm. and... Uh, head exploding and <laughs> most of the time they are well all the time they are head exploding for me and it's head exploding to see the types of questions that are asked what is not understood as employees and as employers i blame <laughs> employers the most um for, well they, they seem to be the most obligated to get this right they they are um i mean there's just amazing things um that are asked or like that um and unfortunately i mean like i don't want to give a lot of credit to anybody especially like employers but unfortunately i mean it is and isn't their fault that they don't know uh, mm -hmm. that there are labor laws um and unfortunately the labor laws for domestic workers is actually very new um so that's where i mean credit is given but just as a whole as being a good human being um mm -hmm. They don't get credit for that because a lot of this is just being a horrible human being and treating other human beings like terribly terribly well uh why don't we dig into one of these well as i just said um 
labor laws for domestic workers is very new and in fact not uh universal in the united states um washington state is actually the first state to pass a domestic workers bill and ordinance um they have a standard like standard practice board um Mm. which is very much a joke um (laughs) it appears that something some things are done but Really, nothing really has been done. Wait, 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 hold on. We're talking about labor law in America. I know. Is I know. more about appearances than any mm. actual practice. Yes. Um, so. We were talking about America here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, to give a little history about domestic workers. So, a domestic worker would be a nanny, um, uh, someone who cleans your home, somebody who, who does uh, care for an elderly person, Um at one point, they were considered private contractors, but <laughs> it goes deeper than that. Um, domestic workers are not included in the National Labor Relations Act, um, and some might uh, guess correctly as as to why, and some might really not know. Oh, because uh, they had it too good, so no need to worry about them, right? Um, yeah, so as of right now... Um, Domestic workers do not have the right to unionize. Um, they are not included. They didn't have rights as in uh, minimum wages, um, rights to breaks, um, mm. any rights at all, really. Yeah, um, and I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit in uh, the Ending the Myth podcast, which everybody can listen to right now by going to the Mechanical Freak website and hitting that in the Myth tab. But anyways, we talked about this whoa. a little bit. We talked about the New Deal, which is that... Um, in order to get the New Deal passed, compromises were made, particularly with Southern Democrats. Mm, and one yes. of those compromises... Funny, funny you bring that up. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, uh, yeah, and I mean, the compromise essentially was that black people primarily had to be cut out of New Deal programs. Yes. And to a lesser degree, so did women. <laughs> yep. And guess who make up most of domestic workers? <laughs> yeah, particularly the 1930s, right? Mm-hmm, black women, mm-hmm. right? So, you know? yeah, uh, in 1938, right, they were uh, excluded, as you mentioned, to the uh, Southern Democrats. Um, they did not want to allow black workers to have any rights because mm-hmm. in that, or to unionize, that would give them too much power and too much wind to, mm-hmm. I don't know, rise up. Well, it would be a threat to the Jim Crow order yeah. in the South, right? Which, you know, as we try and harp on in, in the myth, is a labor regime mm-hmm. <laughs> more mm-hmm. than anything else. So <laughs> when did uh, Washington pass this Domestic Workers' Bill of Rights? So in 2018, Washington State, actually specifically Seattle. Mm-hmm. Seattle is the first city in the United States to do this. So yeah. most specifically Seattle uh, created a Bill of Rights. Um and it became effective July 1st, 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this the thing is, is that's only a mere 80 years since the pass of the National Labor <laughs> Relations Act, which Correct. proves that centrist incrementalism works. Definitely. Right? You know, Definitely. you just got to wait it out. They'll get there eventually. If you, mm-hmm. if you wait nearly a century, you might get the uh, smallest reform with no enforcement power. Maybe in 85 years, we'll get another. Maybe. Uh, uh, we'll get enforcement power Maybe. for it. <laughs> well, as you may be surprised, um, they created this this Bill of Rights. And with each following year, they have muddied it and muddied it even more. Because guess what? Who had complaints? Oh, no. The incrementalism is going the wrong way? Yeah. No. Yes. Uh, too, many, too many people had too many things, too many problems with it. And guess who they cater to? Not the domestic workers. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to uh, lobby when you're raising other people's kids, I guess. Uh, although, ironically, that does open their time up to lobby against you, so mm-hmm. that, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really quite... Uh, well, it's really quite frustrating because all these things are there. Like you can go find them on the website, mm-hmm. the Washington State, Seattle, City of Seattle, but you would have to know that they were there. Yeah, yeah. And you would have to be told mm-hmm. there. Well, maybe like versed in reading labor law and things like that right. too. I mean, I don't think it's the easiest thing in the world for just somebody to pick up. Right, you know? and it's not. I mean, um, but unfortunately, what we really come to is like, yes, okay, we've got. Um, a bill of rights expectations of what should be happening unfortunately it is not widely spread or employers are not not informed one due to how do you do that yeah how do you do that when you have such a uh, isolated uh, thing and well like you said how many years did it take um to get this um so as you can understand that these things are not being followed. Yeah. And that's a lot of the things that come up in these nanny groups. But I think, you know, for nannies or domestic workers generally, uh, it's tough because, yeah, you're on your own. You're literally in your employer's house, which Mm -hmm. is uh, even creepier than being at their business. And a lot of times I think people don't quite realize is you are under your employer's watchful gaze. Yes. Because uh, very frequently when you are cleaning a house or taking care of somebody's kids, it's not like they aren't there. They're there right. watching you the whole time. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, that obviously could go badly. Well, there uh, are, or let's just say opens up room for abuse. Right. So, I mean, like there are different situations mm-hmm. when I, I will be very specific in terms of caregivers and in terms of nannies. Right. So... Very new um, for the majority, uh, at, as late as the pan- the beginning of the pandemic, more and more people were working from home. So that means more and more families are working from home. And as a nanny, you are also working within their home, right? So one might think, so I think before I go further, you know, we talk a lot about what these rights are. Mm-hmm. I should probably tell you what these rights are. Yeah. Right. I mean, I did touch on, you know, a payment of like of, of a minimum wage mm-hmm. of breaks. I kind of want to break those down a little clearer. Uh, you have the right to take home any jewelry found outside the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I personally oh. lobbied for that one. Well, I mean, <laughs> it feels really dumb that you have to say anything, but domestic workers in Seattle have the right to earn the Seattle minimum wage. I know that seems fucking crazy. Well, and again, I mean, this is one of those things where reading the law, like doing legal history, can really uh, shed light on how society functions, where you have to step in and say, make a law that nannies have to, or domestic workers, have to be paid at least minimum wage. Yeah. You wouldn't pass that law if there wasn't significant amounts of paying below minimum wage. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So on that same note, one of the very, at the end... Mind you, at the very, very end, there is, <laughs> it's the fourth one of what a, the right is, is uh, retention of original documents or other personal effects. Can you guess what that means? <laughs> yeah. I, again, I mean, for maybe people who are not aware because they are blissfully childless and also don't know anybody with children, meaning you're somewhere between the ages of 20 and 45. Mm-hmm. Um 
yeah, this is this is a fun trick. This is actually a, this is a hack. All right, so guys, you're right. trying to get your grind on. You're trying to get your money on, right? Get your money swole on. Uh, here's a quick life hack. Um, hire a nanny or domestic worker uh, from another country. Uh-huh. Uh, take their so, visa and passport and whatnot. Lock it in your safe. So here's the funny thing about this: <laughs> the the remaining. So yeah. Um, <laughs> So a lot of these these documents, right? So like mm-hmm. having a passport or whatever is like right. So that means that this person came from somewhere, right? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are their citizens, right? Yeah. So if you are not a citizen, that means you are not privy to these rights. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a weird funky one. So they're the National Domestic uh Workers Alliance is currently working on this to include mm. um, non-citizens, right? Yeah. But they are not included now. So this is a throwaway. This doesn't mean shit because <laughs> this domestic worker rights, yeah. this bill of rights doesn't apply to them because guess what? They're yeah. not being, this is legal payment. They're not, yeah. If they're not getting legally paid in a legal way, these don't apply to them. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing is, too, I mean, even if you're on, say, a work visa or whatever, right? I mean, the implied threat of taking their documentation away is that you will call our, uh, you know, right. stormtroopers from Who's ICE regulating this? to come to your house, which, of course, the city and the state have no say in what ICE does. Right. And so they come get you, and you don't have paperwork on you, well, you're going to be in a world, war- hey, world well, of hurt. You and know? let me, let me. You know, further expand on that, and I and I'll try to get back on track here. But with this, um, right? Say you're another from another country. You're on a work visa. Your employee does take your personal effects, your passport, your visa, whatever. Mm-hmm. But do you know who to go to to report? Yep. Your employers? No, because guess what? Even people that are citizens here don't know who to report yeah, to yeah. to report their employers. Because guess what? <laughs> Seattle, Washington is the first state to even make. Yeah, yeah, Washington. Yeah, it's the first an state. Ordinance. To do it. Yeah, so this isn't city, yeah. common. This isn't. Yeah. There's, I mean, who do you go to? You would have to know and be active. And that's another problem, which I'll get to when we start talking about this. That this nanny well, is, nanny family group. Well, the thing is, I mean, you know, if you were if you're somebody who's really uh, patrolled the unemployment website for Washington State, you're aware that they've built an enormous infrastructure within the unemployment website for employers to help them with all their questions mm-hmm. and things like that about you know a, you know under exactly what conditions they can kick their employees you yes. know off of unemployment and all this kind of stuff. Uh, you're, you're, you know, that's all there. So I assume they must have done some similar thing for domestic workers <laughs> and built out a massive infra- informational infrastructure yeah, no. that they can easily access. Absolutely not. What? I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So kind of like going back to, so that's number four is retaining mm-hmm. any personal facts like visas. Passport. Oh, by the way, just to give an idea, I mean, just in case people are thinking like, oh, maybe this is, uh, you know, maybe we're exaggerating or something like that when we bring up these instances, or this is worst case scenario, or something <laughs> like that. To give an idea how common it is for rich people to mm. uh, hide their nannies, like paperwork and things like that, 
one of Bill Clinton's labor secretaries ended up getting caught in a minor scandal, which, by the way, blew over in a week because that's how little anybody cares, uh, because yeah. they literally kept slaves where they kept their passports well, and stuff, had them locked in a basement and didn't pay them to do, yeah. like... And by domestic work, I don't mean, you know, just, like, watching the kids. I mean, cleaning the house, right. everything, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> domestic workers are included in this. This mm. is not just nannies. Yeah, yeah, that's right? what I mean. Like, this is... and this is somebody who's doing literally all of it. I they know just had a domestic I'm slave. I'm repeating myself, <laughs> but Seattle is the first city in yeah, the yeah. United States to have this. Yeah. Which, okay, at a glance, somebody might think, oh, woo, look at us, progressive. But sure, the sure. fact is... It literally has just added people into an already existing labor law that yeah. it should be being followed, that everybody, every employer is expected to follow. Yeah. Obviously, they don't. But, I mean, so this isn't progress. This, this is, is bare just, minimum. This is bare fucking minimum. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody that's fucking celebrating this is out of their fucking mind. You hear that, listeners? Stop celebrating right now. To bring this all together... Um, before I go over what the next ones are and what the Bill of Rights are, I'm going to attach a post from one of the, the nanny nanny group, and, and then I'll I'll talk about what that right is and that how it pertains. Yeah, let's get to one of these Facebook posts. I'm, I'm very right. excited to hear this. I Since it's on Facebook, I can only assume that it's, it's well-measured really and uh, just, just not Let's hope that I'm ones. not kicked out of the group yet. Okay, so it goes as... Nannies or parents looking for advice for break pay. I have never monitored or asked how long her break is. I pay for the full day, but she recently asked to leave for walks during breaks and leave. Do I need to pay for that? <laughs> Which, by the way, leads me to watch the kids if they wake up from their naps. <laughs> so, allow me to go over our yeah, next work. Provisions of, uh, provision of meal periods and rest breaks. Domestic workers have the right to a 30-minute uninterrupted meal period when they work for more than five consecutive hours for the same hiring entity. Domestic workers must be allowed a 10-minute uninterrupted rest break for each four consecutive hours of work for the same hiring entity. A domestic worker's work responsibilities, if a domestic worker's work responsibilities make it impossible or infeasible to take a meal period or rest break, the hiring entity must provide additional compensation for the missed meal period or break. So let me so, kind of delve a little further into that. Yeah. And, and basically, I mean, this is bringing domestic work in line with standard Washington correct. labor law for everybody correct. else, which is for an eight-hour shift, right, you right. would have two breaks, two 10-minute breaks, and one 30-minute lunch right. break. And unpaid to further lunch expand break, yeah. on this, right, because in most places you have people to cover, right? So mm. this is very different as in, here we go. Um, so if you are a nanny and both parents work outside the home, there's no one to cover your breaks. You are completely in charge of those children, and you cannot actually have an uninterrupted break. If the children are in your care the entire time, that does not count as an uninterrupted break. Whether mm -hmm. they're fucking sleeping or not. If they're sleeping, you are still in their fucking care. Yeah, yeah. So, which means, as we went down, that you are to be compensated for that time. So, you can't take that break. That means that ten those 10-minute breaks will be tacked on to your already yeah. hourly wage or salary for that day. So if you worked eight hours, they sh they have to pay you now right. for eight hours, 20 minutes. And now Correct. to get to that story when they're saying, 
oh, I don't know what my nanny does all day, uh, but they can't leave to go on break. Well, what they're essentially saying is their nanny you. is working through the breaks and they're right. not compensating for, for it. Exactly. So also, here we go. So rest break requirements, right? This break must allow you to rest and make other personal choices as to how you spend your time. Mm. If you are not able to leave and you are watching those children, you are not able to fully follow that and you are not able to choose how you spend your time if you want to leave the house that is how you choose to spend your time if you are not allowed to do that then you are compensated for that time yeah. you those that time that you are working does not count as a break yeah because you're at work right because you're at work so it does not allow you to have an un- un- uninterrupted time so that it w- makes it in their in their words infeasible to do that and okay. what we're squabbling about, or what this person, this employer is squabbling about, let's keep this in mind, is 20 minutes of extra pay, which amounts to, if you're paying minimum wage for the nanny, $5. Like, they're trying to be like, how do so, I get out of paying $5? Here's, here's also the thing. It's like, okay, so I'll, we'll break this down just a little bit, right? So we'll go by looking for advice for break pay. One, mind you, if she is an employer... She should be aware, and she's hiring yeah. a nanny, aware of these these rights, these laws. So I'm just going to say, if she was aware of this, she would not be asking this question. It's laid out quite clear for her, and then she can go from there. Yeah. Right? It's also the little, literal roles there. that this person probably has at their she own is, job. She is at, so she's allowing her nanny to go on breaks. That means she is there, available. Mm-hmm to care for the children or if they're napping just to have that monitor or be there if they wake up mm-hmm. so she's able to do this so and she's allowing this so like that's very clear of yeah. like what needs to be done it's yeah, like yeah, if you're following minutes. these things it's just her regular breaks you're just responsible for those breaks like yeah. she gives her 10 minutes breaks those are paid a 30 minute lunch break can be unpaid but they should be on these breaks are allowed to do what they want they can leave that house yeah and and if they cannot if it cannot be covered that means it is not feasible and they get compensated at the end of their thing so it's very simple but unfortunately it doesn't seem that simple to this person right yeah 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 i mean the the clear it's quite clear that i think what this person is asking really is can my nanny go on break at all or can i just tell them no yes. because the idea is like they're probably thinking like well i saw my nanny lean against the kitchen counter at one point so I, that's a break and i don't know how many times they do that during the day right. so that's right. a lot of breaks you know so in in my case right so yes both my employers work from home and like if i wanted to leave for the like a break while my kiddo is sleeping mm-hmm. um like I'll get that. I'll still get just under our contract. Mm-hmm. I'll still get compensated for that. Yeah. But that is an agreement. They're already following the law. Yeah. yeah. Right. And whatever extra here is between us, but base minimum, the baseline minimum, they're following the law. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like I'm getting compensated for that time at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. Either way. But this is really saying like, how do I get out of actually, yeah. Not allowing her to have break. Like, she's inconvenienced me because she wants to leave the house. Well, unfortunately, I'm sorry that's inconvenient. So either you can you can leave work or you cannot to do yeah. this. So, I mean, that's your choice. You have that choice, right? Yeah. Like, but 
what the blatant statement here is, is this employer is completely unaware of what the laws are. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, an interesting point, right? Because you probably wouldn't find a face. And by the way, we should mention this kind of post and worse is pretty normal for these forums. Oh, this is, yeah. and this is this mild. Is, this is a very this mellow This is nothing. Post. Like, like this Usually is... it's like, why do I, like, uh, I want to take my nanny on oh, vacation no. Oh, no. Oh, I've me. got one for you. Yeah. Oh, that's my next one, honey bunny. But, but yeah, but the thing oh, yeah. is, is that the, the point is that, uh, you wouldn't find a like Facebook group dedicated to drug dealing where somebody's like, Hey, uh, can I distribute my heroin in a school zone? And the reason is, is because if you're a drug dealer, you're pretty sure like the police might actually arrest you. Like the law might actually be enforced against you. Right. So you're not trying to uh, create a public record of your criminal misdeeds. <laughs> right. But it's interesting with, with uh, people who hire domestic workers. There's no fear of that. Almost as if uh, the law is just not enforced against employers and nobody has any concern about it ever being enforced. Otherwise, right. they might take the time to, I don't know read the two pages of the labor law that you have right incredibly. in front of you right so here. <laughs> in this group literally not accusing anybody just my answer is if you are following the labor laws then your answer should be in there yeah posted labor laws just a link easy pc not accusing anybody nothing but who boy it's really amazing at even getting the nanny, other domestic workers mm -hmm. that will come into, because their brains are so diseased or they are completely unaware. Well, they, they identify with their employers. So you know? let me read one of the responses yeah, for this. And it's great. So a parent, I am a parent, not a nanny. But the thoughts I have are that, it's definitely an extra emotional cognitive labor burden on you if you're having to interrupt your workday to monitor your kids. If you didn't work from home... <laughs> Imagine what it is for your daddy. <laughs> if you didn't work from home, this wouldn't be an issue. So I feel like it maybe isn't fair, desirable for you to have to take this on. If you weren't home, I assume the nanny wouldn't leave her during her break. And the break would be paid because she wouldn't truly be off-duty. Having said that, it's worth digging into your nanny's needs for break time. If she's asking for a walk and you don't mind taking a break from your day, that's great. I think whether or not it's paid should depend on how long it is, not whether it's outside. <laughs> Again, these so, are very clearly stated yeah, in so, the fucking labor laws. Yeah, so I mean, let's let's maybe just be absolutely clear right here, just in case somebody's confused about what the question is, right? Which is that if you work four hours yes four continuous hours you are due a paid 10 minute break correct all right if you work eight hours like a regular shift you are due two paid 10 minute breaks correct as well as one unpaid 30 minute lunch 30 minute bullshit. lunch but which is bullshit yes yeah we'll we'll set that aside yeah now, it's also extremely clear that they have made a cutout, mm -hmm. you know, for employers who don't want to see their children even 10 minutes during the day <laughs> that... Well, their time is valuable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Their time is valuable. They but, should be able to have their own breaks. But, My God. <laughs> how dare you... Interrupt Not their break. A, the sanctity a, of their break. Take away their break. They would be working all you, day and have to care after their own fucking children? Well, you do bring <gasps> up a point, which is that they could just sync their breaks up. Um, 
But the but the other part of it too is there's also another solution that is literally a cutout yes. given to na- given to it employers of domestic giving workers, to employers. which is that they could just pay them an additional amount on top. And I think this is I think this is the part Correct. that they're maybe getting confused about here, which is it's not that you pay them for their break. You're paying them for the break anyways. Right. You need to pay them an additional, additional twenty amount. minutes at because the end of the day that they technically you know, yes. If they're working all the way through, there's no breaks in there. Yeah. That's just labor time. You're in effect paying that is them. hourly pay. You effectively need to pay them double time while they're on break. Is mm-hmm. essentially which. So yeah. Which I think is extremely reasonable when you consider that Nanny's really getting paid a lot. We're talking like twenty dollars uh, ma- well, max. What? No. You know, so this is crazy. well, do you would you like to know what the minimum wage is for nannies? Yeah, yeah. I was here. So the minimum wage, minimum compensation is seventeen twenty seven. Okay, so right, but if workers receive, which we don't receive tips, uh, nannies don't receive tips. But say I don't know, you're a house cleaner or something else where you do get tips. It is fifteen seventy five. So let's say they get in the seventeen twenty seven, right? You know, a third of seventeen twenty seven is basically six dollars, right? Yes. So essentially, we're talking about paying an additional six dollars per day to your nanny, I and mean, this, this is what they're fighting over. Yes. And, and yeah. to be clear, and I think this brings up an important point about employee-employer relationships. It's almost never about the actual money. No. What it is is about control, absolutely about power, control. and the employer right. feeling that they should not be ever be limited in right. what they do to their employee. Right. And I am very fortunate in that, well, I also fucking searched for a family until I found the right one, no. but not all people have that. But, I mean, but you have also that. are an American citizen. Right. You've been in the field for a long time. For a long I time. Mean, there's lots so of I advantages. I have a lot of advantages, yeah. and I have a lot. Yes. So I have a lot more privilege in this than sure. some a lot of people do. And a lot of people come into nannying because it can be easy work to get, mm-hmm. especially if they're being exploited. And the more that they can be exploited, the easier it is for them to get. Yeah. And the more that they are exploited is because they have the least amount of knowledge of what they can of what their rights are, right? Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, I know a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I was fortunate in being able to actually search out a family that we share. Well, one, they're not douchebags and they like are aware of what is expected of them and they go above and beyond but that's not the case for everybody no. and unfortunately it domestic work is rampant with exploitation yeah yeah and no. abuse and well, uh speaking of which why don't we why don't we hear the vacation speaking story? of all right could nanny slash other parents chip in about some vacation logistics when you take a nanny along i'm mostly curious how accommodations are arranged Still deciding between a condo and a hotel, but what should we do about Nanny's room? One, look for a larger condo so she has her own room. Uh, Thus, she is staying with us. Is it not awkward? Two, get her a separate hotel room. So this, this way she has her own space and away from the kids. Three, if that's a separate hotel room, should it be the same resort? especially if we decide to splurge or it's okay to get something else close by a bit more modest, but still pleasant. (laughs) I can only imagine what they, we are paying for everything vacation related plus her hourly rate with 40 hours guaranteed. 
She will have days off. I do not expect her to take care of the kids overnight or sleep with them. Rather have her energized during the day so we can have a rest. To clarify, if we do condo for sure, she will have her own room bath. More the question she is with us or a separate place. We have young kids who wake up er super early and can be loud. I feel terrible she has to hear them off hours. Plus, less privacy because of that. Though, I thought separate space could be better. This group has a lot of negative vibe. <laughs> Which, not wrong. So this negative vibe is, you know, other nannies speaking up and advocating for other nannies that, yeah, yeah. you know, that's the negative that's vibe That's the negative here. vibe. That's the fucking so, negative vibe. So what? I mean, let's, let's begin. Let's break this down. With what I think is the craziest part of this. And I remember when you first told me about this stuff happening, which is the idea that you would take your nanny on vacation. Yes. That is insane to me. <laughs> like, that's how dedicated you are to never raising your kid for a single second. It is insane. I mean, obviously, it's not unheard of. It happens a lot. Um, but that's also another really weird gray area, right? Because that's not in any of these labor laws, right? So, and a lot of people don't understand what that means. Like, this person is like, oh, I'm paying for my nanny's 40 hours a week. I was like, well, no, you, in fact, have to pay your nanny for that entire time, 24-7, because they are with you. They're not there for their own vacation. You have to pay them the entire time. Yeah, the, the family's paying for their flight, their hotel room. is not some kindness. This is expected. This is what you're supposed to do. Why you are taking your nanny on, on your vacation. Why yeah. the fuck? Should they have to pay anything for this? Well, your nanny... This I mean, is the your point time. is, your nanny's not on vacation. No. Your nanny God, no. is now moved from an eight-hour-a-day work week... Or work day to a 24-hour-a-day work day. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, if... And for anybody that's going, what? That doesn't make sense. Imagine if your employer was like, I need to send you to New York City for work. Right. Would you expect your employer to pay for the plane ticket? And pay for your place to stay mm-hmm. and give you things like a per diem while you're there. Yeah, correct. You know, in fact, a lot of places will make you pay time and a half the whole time you're there mm-hmm. or have other different arrangements because they're acknowledging that by sending you away, you are in fact working mm-hmm. that whole time correct. you're there, you know? Correct. And it's crazy because I love the idea too of like, oh, if we had them in our condo with us, which I mean, the reality of this is they, they just don't want to be near the pores or whatever, but mm-hmm. if they had them yeah, in well, their I condo mean, with that, us... The, give an example is a separate hotel room in a separate hotel, but yeah, nearby yeah. and still pleasant. Yeah, 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 but definitely more modest. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think the thing is is that the uh, this idea of, like, you know, if they're in the condo with the family... This idea that they'd only work their regular shift is insane. Like, yeah, obviously, I mean, they'd be asking is... them to do stuff the entire absolutely, time. Absolutely. Absolutely. At the same time, like, uh, they do bring up one point, which is reasonable, which is, uh, why should your employee have to fucking live with you? That sucks. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they should have another place. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, every part about this is really crazy because you just shouldn't be doing this. No. Because this is like inappropriate. <laughs> like, you're on vacation, right? Yeah. It's like, you should go on vacation and then pay your nanny while you're gone vacation so pay. exactly and while this is not a <laughs> not law, out of this is their a vacation, standard practice <laughs> at least here in seattle um the standard practice is guaranteed hours yeah which of course we all know what standard practice means it doesn't mean required yep. right it is just a so long as the labor market's tight enough to support it right basically. so guaranteed hours means that 
if your employers go on vacation, it does not your that vacation time does not get taken out of your vacation time. They have to pay you whether they're there or not. If they decide to send you home early, they have to pay you for the full day, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's not a law or requirement, but it is standard practice. So if they are already doing this, then they very well know that like they're not working just 40 hours, right? They're there. This is they're not going home. This is not they're on their employer's vacation. This is a full-time 24/7 mm-hmm. job. And hey, guess what? Um what falls after 40 hours is fucking overtime. Yeah, yeah. Whether you're fucking sleeping or not. So, which is legally required to pay overtime. Yeah, yeah. If you're working 40 hours a week and you work over that, it is legally required to give overtime. Yeah. And I mean, just the absurd levels of, I don't know, just assuming on this person's part, one, that it's okay to drag your nanny on a vacation with you like you're doing them some sort of favor. B, that you could, uh, <laughs> yeah, that you could force them to live in, in the place with you but not have to pay extra time for it or anything like that. Or see the other one, which is, oh, no, we'll make him go on vacation with us, but we're going to find uh, some flea bag motel because we're mm-hmm, splurging, exactly. so fuck them. Yeah, for us, yeah. And, like, I mean, which also leads to other th- sort of things, too, of, like, I'm sorry if you're sticking them in some sort of flea bag motel. It's like, uh, very least, I feel like you owe transportation then. Like, you got to rent them a car or something, right, and pay for it per diems, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I mean, all the sort of stuff that's on the board in, like, in – yeah, when you start to describe it out, it all sounds crazy because the premise is crazy. Why are you taking your nanny on vacation yeah, with you? Yeah. Is insane. Yes. I do love so here's a response from one parent, which is also within the last uh little post that I read, also is like, well, if they're leaving the home, it shouldn't be paid. And it's like if you're following the labor laws, it yeah. shouldn't matter so the same person is responding in this group is group member this facebook group never misses an opportunity to be rude it's true <laughs> they never miss an opportunity to be it's rude like, when you ask so these like insane requests it's like uh, one you're, you're also admitting that you're a piece of shit oh yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> you're an absolute piece of shit yeah uh employers suck uh there's no yeah. getting around it oh yeah um, i mean just late i mean like yes yes um uh, the system so, of labor exploitation to seize surplus value might have been a bad idea so just to cap this all off and yep. that it is both on both parties some domestic workers and employers that it is they are completely unaware of what's required of them and and that's the biggest problem is one employee employers are always pieces of shit and they're always going to try to exploit mm-hmm. what they can on the other hand it is so not like put out there this information is not made available um you know and there are many reasons right but just to end this and to make this point there's a here's a na- one from a nanny mm-hmm. what is the best way to keep track of all the income i am making as a nanny I love it. I mean, does it need much more? Yeah. yeah. I, and, I, um, and I love the first one is somebody's asking, are you being paid legally as a household employee? And okay, so I, I do want to make a point here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and it just sucks. It's like, yes, okay. As an employer, everything should be legal. You should be doing that. But unfortunately, that is not always the case. And there are examples, like, 
examples of where that just can't be. Like those that like are immigrants that aren't sure. like citizens, like they can't legally be paid. Like you can't have W-2s and all those things, right? Yeah. So unfortunately- It's at least a complication. In this right, there is a complication and which sucks. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what the case is with, with this person. Yeah. Um, but that's also the shitty thing, man. And this is just like clear. I mean, it could be clear, like just being exploited. And it's yeah. like, okay, so maybe they're not. If they're asking how to keep track of all their income, that might raise the flag that they are, in fact, needing to keep track so that they can pay their taxes, all of that. Mm-hmm. They want to do that. Well, that's not her job yeah, to yeah. do that. She's not well, a private contractor. Yeah. She has an employer that is the responsibility of the employer. Yeah, your employer is, in theory, supposed to, with your pay, be giving you pay stubs Correct. that break down your pay, right? right. How many hours you work, the rate you worked at, FICA, tax burdens, your, All of that shit, yeah. Should all be shown. And, I mean, this gets to the point, I mean, it... I think in this sphere, it's especially abused because everybody just, you know, kind of like landlords, like a lot of people hiring domestic workers think they're doing like some sort of favor or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. like that. This isn't actually just straight down the line employment. Right. You know, but um, across the board, I mean, I, I think that it's become harder in the last few years to like just get a pay stub. Like I yeah. know a lot of machine shops in the area when they move to digital, you can no longer get physical pay stubs anymore. And there was, you know, a ever-changing, like, system, you know, where, uh, of who was paying you. And you had to, like, figure out how to log on and then how to use their, like, websites that right. are always super right. complicated on the employee side I to mean, use. Absolutely. And, you know, I all this – the reason why this stuff happens and the way it happens the way it does – is so that wage theft can be done more efficiently. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right? Like, yeah. it, it, is, it is an acknowledgement that wage theft is a permanent fixture of the employee-employer relationship. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Well, this is all very cool. Very cool. Very, very cool. And uh, you love to hear it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, once again, Seattle number one. So... Number uh, one. Yeah, let's see uh, what city is next to uh, create some laws that they're not going to even bother to enforce or create an enforcement division for. Would you like more labor stories? God, no. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us, and I'd like to thank our very special guests, uh, Chewy and Bryn, my two Valentines, who let me talk to them on Valentine's Day. Make sure you check out Ending the Myth. Uh, We had a great episode with friend of the show, Justin Roll. It just popped up where we talk World War II and the start of the Cold War. This weekend, we have another very special guest who's going to update us economically, if you will, uh, to talk about the Bretton Woods Agreement. So make sure that you tune in. Also, become a patron, all right? It's cheap. It's only five bucks, all right? Become a patron. Uh, You can hear me and Chewy talk about Pantera for an hour and a half, as well as uh, recommend a bunch of uh, European metal bands that uh, nobody's ever heard of. All right. So that'll be all today. So until we meet again. Bye-bye.